This week on No Hardware Required, we're talking about the Gartner Enterprise Backup and Recovery Magic Quadrant. With me, as always, is my co-host, Stephen Manley. Thanks for joining. Hi, and welcome to Druva's No Hardware Required podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me, Stephen, 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 Manley, 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 Manley. How's it going, Stephen? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling right now like I'm in quadrant one. But, uh, you know, depending on how this goes, we'll see what quadrant I end up in. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I, I think the, the, the first thing to start with is, uh, yeah, I've been at the company coming up on five years now. And there was a time when this MQ was, it was called something different. And we were not in it. We were not recognized by Gartner at all because they didn't see us in the data center at all. It used to be called the data center backup. And they're like, you're not in the data center, meaning we weren't physically in the data center. And we were saying, well, yeah, that's kind of the point, right, of, of what we do. So it was changed to be the enterprise backup and recovery, which I think is a is an acknowledgement of the changing landscape of the quote unquote data center, because it's no longer the center of data. So much of people's data is now elsewhere. And I believe the last one, the the 2021 MQ was the first time we actually appeared. And we appeared in the visionary quadrant. And I think that it's important to note that we moved up and to the right, which is good. That's what you want, right? It would have been nice if we moved into the leader quadrant. (laughs) It's always nice to be in that quadrant. Uh, We did not, but we did move up and to the right. And I think that's overall good news, wouldn't you say? I think it's great news uh, because I, I think, again, I think it reflects two things. One is I think it reflects that that the market continues to evolve the direction we thought it would head in, which is, again, it's not all about the data center anymore. It is about your your cloud applications. It's about Microsoft 365. It's it, there's, there's a lot more that goes into an enterprise than, than, than just the data center. So, so one is I think it's a reflection that, that Gartner's seeing among their customers and the people they talk to that the market's changing. And then the other is I think it's a reflection that Druva continues to do better, right? We continue to uh, enhance our functionality. We continue to support more workloads. We continue to to scale our business. And so I think, you know, it's a, it, it's good on both ways, right? We're doing better, and the market is moving towards where we thought it would be. Right, and also as I know, as a as an outside person, before I came over, if you will, to the dark side, <laughs> as an outside person looking at Gartner reports, I always it was at least it seemed obvious to me that they gave a lot of weight to revenue, right? To the, to just literally the number of dollars that a given company uh, is selling in any given year. And I think that uh, that is a lot of reflection to what's in the leader quadrant. Those are companies that have a higher revenue number than we do. For now. I would also say for now, right? I would also say that, the movement that we did uh, also reflects our increase in revenue because we've had a significant right. increase in revenue just since the last report and an even bigger yeah. increase, you know, depending on how far you look back. The other thing I think that, and again, maybe as time evolves, uh, Gartner will look at this as well. From a business model perspective, our revenue is 100% annually recurring, whereas our competitors in the report 
most of them have to start over each year at zero. Right. I think the other thing that Gartner does, and, and one of the things that, I, again, I think Drew is doing quite well with is they look at revenue. They also look at you know, sort of they talk to a lot of customers and they, and they do sort of try to get a, a temperature of what customers are using. And, and I think one of the things that Drew has done well, not just last year, but for a number of years in a row, is the number of net new customers we're bringing in. So you've got that recurring revenue from our existing customers who, who really love working with us. But every year, there's more and more that are saying, yeah, this is the model I want. This is the company I want to work with. And so I think Gartner's seeing that too, that that, that, that customer install base, that new customer growth uh, is really headed our way. And I, I would agree. And I, I would see that as you look at the new customers that we have, and then you compare them to the customers that we already had, there's a relatively small amount of churn Right. Meaning customers that leave us to go to competitors. I liken it to the world back uh, VMware. Right. I remember when I first saw VMware and at first I didn't quite get it until I truly experienced VMware. And I said, holy cow, why would I not do everything this way? Right. right. I, I think that's the way for our customers. And that's why once they experience what it's like to 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 have uh, Druva is they they stay a Druva customer. And so we get that combination of that that continual uh, annual recurring revenue. And then, like you said, the, the continued addition of new customers as well. Before we started, you, you know, we were off camera. You were talking about washing dishes and and uh, and, and it, it made something come to mind in, in the sense of Druva. It was like a there was like a week period um, where where my parents came to visit and and my mom cannot not do housework right so even though she's the guest she's washing the dishes every night she's doing everything and and after a week of that she leaves and all of a sudden I'm looking at the sink full of dishes and I'm like oh I hate this <laughs> once you've had somebody do something for you that you don't want to do you never want to go back to that. And, and, and I think a lot of that is what, what we get with Druva, right? These customers go, you know, I didn't, didn't realize how unpleasant it was managing my own backup environment until I didn't have to do it. And now I'd never right. go back. Right. And, and, and I, I do see that. And we are one of very few SaaS-only companies that, that do data protection and data resilience. And the list gets really short if you want companies that that's all they do. We have a number of competitors that are adding on SaaS services to their offerings. Uh, I, I think that most of them are doing, you know, what we call lift and shift, right? Where they're moving um, a traditional product into the cloud and, and they're not refactoring it. So they're, I think that long-term as we compete with these companies in a SaaS world, I think that we will continue to move up and to the right. When I look at the Gartner report, there are concerns that they have about our model, right? They wonder about how well we can scale into the enterprise. And I think that's a valid question to, to ask. I, when I think about how well we can scale, I say, I don't know anyone that can scale to the, to the degree that we can in the way that we do it. Right. But we do acknowledge that there is a point to which our model does not scale. There are customers that we cannot uh, support. If you have a 
50 petabyte data center and a T1 link. <laughs> because we are not the vendor for you, right? right? But the thing is that when when Gartner looks at that, I think that they ding us because we can't support that customer. We look at that customer and we say, well, that's just not our customer. And for every customer like that, there are hundreds of other customers that we can support. And so we'd say that we scale a lot farther than our competitors. So why don't you talk about why that's the case? There's a couple things I want to want to hit on there, and there's there's you know for for those of you especially in in the uh, in, in Canada, right? The the old phrase is it still holds true. You want to skate to where the puck is heading, and so so every time I look at one of those companies that has 50 petabytes in an on-premises exchange, and they've still got some mainframes, you look at that and you say, okay, you know, Druva is not going to be the solution for you, at least not for for a lot of those workloads, but I'm guessing, like your competition, you're trying to figure out how you're going to move some of those workloads to the cloud. Because similar to your VMware point, once you start running in the cloud, once you start doing things with SaaS, you look and you go, why would I ever do them the old way? So I think where Druva's scale really comes into play, and when we talk to people, is if you are already on that cloud journey, now, there's nobody that's going to scale better for your in-cloud resources because we're there. It's, it's, it's a direct backup. There's no extra hops. There's no software or hardware for you to install in the cloud. It just works. And on top of that, when you were running that workload on-prem and you moved it to the cloud, it's just going to keep working no matter what you do with it. So, so that's the first part. Then I think the second is because of the way we're architected, you, know, you, you think about and again, everybody, everybody at this point, uh, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, you know I worked at, at uh, EMC on Data Domain for a number of years and NetApp before that. So I, I am appliance head through and through. I have 20 years of appliances, think they're great. But when you design an appliance, you design it for that box. And the way you scale is you plug in another box. Now, whether it's a scale-out architecture where you link in another box, it doesn't matter. You need more hardware before you get more scale. The way Druva's built is that it's fully disaggregated. There are no box limits. So I can scale the storage independently from the compute, independently from the metadata you know, processing, uh, independently from the AIML that we run. All of those things scale independently. And because they're in the cloud, they scale automatically. I don't have to wait for a, a piece of hardware to be built in. So that means I'm going to scale no matter how big you're going to get because I've got more resource to throw at it. And then the last part, because everyone always thinks scale up. When you start going cloud, you're paying for that resource, even if you're not using it. So you've got to be able to scale down. And so our architecture enables us to then reduce uh, so that you're not paying for unused resources. So, so I think as you start thinking about that cloud journey, how you think of scale changes dramatically. And I think that's really when we hit our sweet spot. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing. The idea that we can scale up as much as you need and also scale down. Scalability goes both ways. When I think about, uh, I think that when Gartner looks at what we do and they look at specifically the data center, they say, well, you you just can't handle a multi-petabyte data center, to which I say, yes, we can, and we are, right? We have multi-petabyte data center customers. I know of at least one customer where we have a single server that we're backing up that is over a petabyte. So it, it's not that we can't handle large data centers. It's that um, 
I mean, there are, again, as I said, there are data centers that are too big for our model. That's fine. But if you're in the multi-petabyte world, I would say that just, just talk to us. We will be upfront with you as to how well we scale. The beautiful thing is that um, if, if we can solve the, the, the bandwidth issue, that's the only issue that I, that I see them being concerned about. And I'd say we solved that better than anybody else. If you like the model that we do, we solve that better than anybody else using source-side global deduplication. No one does dedupe bigger than we do. I don't know any vendor. And again, you worked at vendors that did dedupe. We have customers that are deduping over 10 petabytes in a single dedupe image. That right. doesn't happen outside of Druva. Right. Uh, and the fact that we do it source side, that's a really important distinction because most of our competitors do not. They do dedupe at the appliance. We don't need that appliance to do that, which means we can both scale down and we can scale up. And, um, then, and then we have answers for quick recovery because that's, that's again, something that um, when, when people that don't quite understand how we do things, they say, well, you can't do a quick restore if you move everything up to the cloud. And we say, well, unless we restore it in the cloud, right? We can rest- right. we could do a DR of your entire VMware environment in 15 to 20 minutes, regardless of size. Right. Or you can use a local cache. We support a local cache and we don't charge for that local cache. Try right. that appliance vendor because <laughs> right? exactly. that local cache will be on their appliance, right? And they will absolutely charge that you local for that. local cache will cost them cash. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I see what you did there. Yeah. So what I heard you say was that when you as you journey into the cloud, the way you think about scalability changes. And I think that's absolutely true. I also think that as you look at how we do things, that if you think we can't scale to meet your needs of a large data center, I would say, give us a shot and we will probably surprise you. Yeah, I, I think I think the other thing that, that people sometimes... Um, a lot of the customers I've talked to, I, I think, you know, again, they, they, there are multiple conversations to shift them out of what I think is, is very siloed thinking. And, and, it's, and it's normal, right? You've been doing something the same way for 20 plus years. It's natural that you kind of go, well, this is, this is how we do it. And so some of what we walk through, again, like Curtis said, is, well, hey, look, you know, disaster recovery in the cloud is is more cost effective, faster, easier, uh, and frankly, probably going to work better because if you lost your data center, you don't have anywhere to restore to. So the cloud might be your only option anyway. Uh, I, I think another one that, that people sometimes forget is that in the last 20 years, you know, your backup pr- product isn't the only thing that's protecting your data. This is, this is one of the ones that we always you know, try to walk people through is, there are cases where you've got snapshots and replication on your NAS system or you're using Oracle replication technology. And so rather than spending a lot of money to have four or five, six copies of the same thing, let's figure out, you know, sort of what your end-to-end solution is and what part of the problem Druva solves. Because I think for too long, backup vendors have come in and said, our product is the hammer, you know, the hammer and everything's a nail. It's like, Again, 20 years ago, that was true, but there's there's such a diversity in, in these customers' environments. You really want someone who's going to be sort of sensitive and thoughtful and understand exactly what role you, you need your backup product to play. 
I'll say this. If you like doing your own backup, if you like building your own backup server and managing disk arrays for backup, I want to be your best friend, right? This has been, <laughs> this has been my career, but perhaps a different vendor's product is better for you, right? If you like on-prem backup hardware, that is not the business that we're in. If you want to get out of the business, get out of the, if you want to get out of the backup business and just be in the restore business, this idea of, you know, I I love the analogy you had of your mother coming over to wash dishes. Uh, I'm going to give her my address. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I love that analogy. If you'd like to have somebody else worry about your backup, then, you know, we'll be, we'll be happy to do so. And if you think that we can't handle your data center because you think it's too large and you don't understand how you can do petabytes over, you know, the, the bandwidth that you have, we will surprise you and just, just give us a shot at that business. So going back to the Gartner report, there are things that they talk about that we do today that we didn't do a year ago, right? We just we, we just came out with an entire new suite of security features that are aimed at the way um, ransomware and other cyber attacks are happening today. We just came out with that. We added a, a really great accelerated ransomware recovery option that does something that no other vendor does. You know, there, there are lots of things that Gartner has seen that we have added to our functionality. And, you know, I, I think they have a valid criticism of, you know, from how far they think we can go. I think we just see the world differently. The world is not, uh, again, we don't do, we don't do non x86 workloads in the data center, which I think means no Solaris, HPOX, AIX, et cetera. That's not our business. If you're, if that's your data center, then we're not the vendor for you. But give us your VMware, your Hyper-V, your AHV. So I'm going to go back to the Gartner Magic Quadrant report for enterprise backup. Again, they showed us moving in the right direction, up and to the right in the quadrant, which is which is the direction that you want. So we're moving in the right direction. We are bigger than we were a year ago. We have more capabilities than we had a year ago. There will be more capabilities. Honestly, by the time we record our next podcast, there will be more capabilities that we'll be telling you about. So we continue to add those things. Um, and, and and I think Gartner recognizes that. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think one of the key things I saw in there was was again the, the use of the word you know comprehensive around our data management capabilities because if you think about it you know most people start backup and recovery and then and then we have a conversation with them about disaster recovery and then we have the conversation about ransomware protection and ransomware recovery then we can have a discussion about data governance then we can have a discussion about data security posture then we can have a discussion about data intelligence and so so what you see is is again those data management capabilities expanding year on year month on month uh, and because we're a SaaS platform when we ship them you get them so this is, I think, the part that, that you're going to see you know, continuing to expand. We're not just going to be washing your dishes. We're going to wash your dishes, do your laundry, vacuum your house. You know, we're, we're taking care of the whole kit and caboodle for you. 
I like it. I like it. Well, um, as always, thanks for having a chat. Ah, my pleasure. And anytime I can work kit and caboodle into a conversation, I feel like <laughs> I've aged myself. I, absolutely. Well, thanks again to our listeners. And remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember here at Druva, there's no hardware required.